If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Today's chat's been brought to you by International Horse College. We have a mission to improve the welfare of horses throughout the world through the safe education of riders, handlers and trainers and that's what these chats are all about. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Today's guest, delighted to have you back again, Dr Peter Huntington from Kentucky Equine Research and today he's going to talk to us about 10 tips on feeding the senior horse. How are you today, Peter? Um, good day, Mr. Glennis. Very good. Good. For well, the older horse. The older horse. The American <laughs> terminology. Maybe we should use uh, the older. Uh, I think we all know. Yeah. Yeah. The old, the older horse. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, we've got a great question to start you off with, and talking about senior and old. But how old is old? What what uh, age well, horses are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, that's a very much an individual thing, and uh, you know, just as um, the, you know, horses are living longer these days, often living you know well into their thirties. But uh, there were some uh, suggestions that you know, fifteen is old, but for many horses, that's not old at all. And I think uh, you know, when you need to start paying special attention, very much depends upon the individual, and it may be: um, is there a change in body condition? Is there a change in the way they chew and eat? Um, or are they, at the time, they're sort of more predisposed to some of the sort of disorders that uh, that all the horses get. But there's no one, uh, you know, no one figure. Just as mm-hmm. uh, somebody may may turn 60 and and qualify for a seniors card and be uh, running marathons, and, uh, and other people are uh, um, and very fit and healthy, and others are less healthy. So the same applies okay. to horses. Okay. Good, good. So as, you know, I'm thinking horse owners, what should we be aware of as they get older? What what are the signs we're looking for that the horse is starting to feel a bit older or within themselves? Yeah, well, some of the things so that, we, that do deteriorate as horses age, um, one of them is their joints, mm-hmm. particularly if you're still working the horse or, or if they're just out in the paddock, um, but uh, they, they need uh, uh, freedom of movement to get around and graze. Uh, but particularly if they're still big work, so uh, you get uh, the older they get, uh, the the greater the risks of, of degenerative arthritis. Horses don't get rheumatoid arthritis like humans do, luckily. Um, we've also got uh, changes in uh, in body condition that may result from changes in teeth. So you get uh, wear and tear and. And, and teeth function that reduces in some extremes, teeth fall out, so it's very difficult for them to chew effectively. Uh, we get, uh, you know, one or two other diseases that are more, much more common in older horses, and I guess, uh, the, you know, the most prominent one of those would be um, PPID, or which is also referred to as Cushing's disease, that's a pituitary uh, disturbance or pituitary dysfunction that is... Uh, is quite common older horses, and it's the older horse or pony that sort of fails to shed the winter coat or has you know long hair through summer, and that's the predominant sign. Um, and that in itself uh, may be an issue; it may not be. But some of the other things going on in that horse, like a predisposition to laminitis or infections, um, may well be an issue. Okay. Those are the sort of things that the, the horse owner needs to to look out of. Out for. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I suppose they just need to be aware, you know, like we do just with horse owners anyway, you know, make sure that anything that happens with the horse that's changing, we need to be aware of. But at least with the older horses, we've got a bit of an idea that they're getting older. What about their nutritional needs, Peter? You know, how did they change as the horse gets older? Well, they may not change dramatically as we thought uh, perhaps 20 years ago. The first okay. sort of experiments that were done with the nutrient requirements of older horses um, was done with horses that had probably actually had coexisting worms uh, from young age when mm-hmm. they got older, and it was thought that they had reduced digestion of protein and mm-hmm. minerals okay. and things yes. like that. So older horse feeds were designed with... Um, with, uh, you know, more protein and minerals. But, in fact, when they've been redone in later times mm. with horses that didn't have the worm damage, it was found that wasn't to be the case. Uh, they have a greater... Um, I think they've got a few areas where their nutritional requirements change. One is their ability to maintain their body temperature probably changes a little bit. Okay. Uh, so they can't, can't always maintain that as, as readily, so they get cold easier and get hot easier. Um, they have a greater need for antioxidants, uh, things that help the body combat oxidative stress, and I guess ageing is something that builds up, uh, brings up oxidative stress. And some horses, because of the decline in their teeth or other factors, uh, have more difficulty maintaining appropriate body condition. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, But it's not correct to say that the older horse needs more. I think some of our ideas about what the older horse needs more of nutritionally have changed in recent years, and it'd be more about those factors rather than you must feed the older horse more protein. But, right. uh, uh, yes. Okay, okay. Now, what about if they've already got dental problems? How can we feed them? What's the best way for the horses? What happens there is it's usually, um, I mean, sometimes it's they lose incisors, so they have more difficulty grazing, mm. but more often they've got uh, dysfunction, you know, their molars are falling out or, uh, or, or less useful and they have trouble chewing, um, particularly uh, chewing hay or chewing grains that were unprocessed. So particularly hay, and they get this thing called quitting where feed gets stuck in their mouth and uh, they sort of can't get it get it uh, you know, from the mouth into the esophagus into the stomach. Mm-hmm. And so uh, very often the, the very old horse, you can't feed them hay at all because they can sort of chew it but not get it passing through the digestive tract. So you've got to feed and they don't do so well on unprocessed feed. So they do better on a processed feed that uh, has already um, had some of the digestion started or it's been being ground into small particles and they just have to sort of chew it and manage to swallow it. Um, they're also a bit more prone to choke, which is mm-hmm. where uh, you get food caught up in the esophagus. So that's a, that's a bit of a factor there. So more feeds that are, um, are easy for them to swallow and that's probably okay. and easy, easy for them to digest. So uh, you wouldn't necessarily feed an old horse just, you know, unprocessed grains, for example, mm-hmm. as you might a young horse. And you've got to look out for their inability to uh, to chew hay. And often the first sign the owner sees is horse losing condition, but when they start to look at it, they find the horse just just can't um, isn't processing, uh, isn't able to get enough feed into their uh, into their stomach to uh, satisfy nutrient requirements in the form to satisfy nutrient requirements. Or you look in their droppings and you see you know things coming out like large particles of hay or large lengths of hay or, or, or grain that you know, they haven't been able to digest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, if the horse has already lost their body condition or it's still declining, what can we feed them? 
there. You've got to look at things that um, either energy sources that are things that they can chew is, is and swallow is number one, yeah. um, but something that they can, um, they can easily digest. Uh, so many of the feeds in that market would be looking at probably looking at a pelleted feed or an extruded feed. Yep. And the pelleted, pelleted or cubed feeds are quite good because you can sort of soak them a bit, uh, dampen them down, and they become a bit of a mush and they can, they'll, um, they'll manage to you know, eat them quite effectively. And even if they can't chew uh, very well, then uh, you know, they can still get, get them in uh, and uh, it's not as... They're not as reliant on chewing. Uh, you're going to have to look at chaff or uh, fibre sources that are um, like the uh, the haylages that are partly um, that are sort of partly fermented rather than feeding them hay. Um, they still do all right on, on grass because many of these horses, if they've got access to green grass, um, many of them can still use their incisors well enough. Um, added fats are really good for older horses because they're a concentrated energy source. And uh, they're they're a good source of uh, nutrients to help help maintain body condition. Uh, but it's those sort of things. It's getting attention to their teeth so that at least the teeth are in as good a shape as they as they can be. Okay. If um, if moving around the paddock is a problem, you know they can't get around to graze because their joints are uh, they're in joint pain. Then uh, looking at um, you know how you address that. I mean maybe that means feeding the horse up rather than feeding them on the ground. You know, sometimes they've got pain in their front legs so they're less likely to want to put their head down mm-hmm. so uh, putting the feed bin um, up on the you know the stable door or the fence site rather than putting it on the ground uh, may be a factor and also reducing the competition so I think um, you know in a herd situation it's uh, you know sometimes they eat slower so uh, they're then getting knocked around by the other horses who come and want to uh, share the feed bin so effectively take feed away from them it's another consideration. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what about if the horse is already healthy? You know, if the horse is healthy, he hasn't actually declined that body condition. He's just tell us a little bit about well, the healthy horse. Well, I think, I think yeah. those horses, you know, you don't necessarily have to say you know I have to feed an old horse feed to them. Okay, um, but but you you've got to look at uh, just a feed that supplies their nutrient needs and perhaps pays a bit more attention to uh, things that you can't necessarily see. But things like antioxidant supply, things like vitamin E, vitamin C, selenium, etc., that are sort of protecting the uh, the horse from this uh, oxidative stress that can can happen happen in older horses. So it's not necessary to say, okay, my horse is over fifteen, uh, but if they're in good condition, you know, I've got to feed four kilos of an old horse feed. No, you don't. Uh, but I think you've just got to pay attention to the particular needs and adjust the. Uh, the diet, but feeding them a balanced diet will help um, help them, you know, combat the um, the rigors of, rigors of aging. Okay, stop. I need to interrupt this chat for a hot off the press notification. That is that the latest version of the book, 101 Careers in the Horse Industry, is now available, and the best news is that it's a free download. So if you work in the horse industry. If you have a plan to work in the horse industry and have a career in the horse industry, or if you know someone who plans to have a career in this fabulous industry, then this is an essential book for you to read now and then keep as a reference as you progress through your career. With over 100 jobs to choose from, you'll probably find at least one that you'd happily do without being paid. So simply go to internationalhorsecollege.com, 
scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the 101 careers in the horse industry button to receive your free career book. Imagine, maybe one day you could be a guest on Horse Chats. Now, you talked a little bit before about a senior horse in a herd situation. Have you got any tips for us there, what we can do about that senior horse in a herd situation? Well, I think it, it may be that if the horse is struggling in that herd situation, particularly if all horses are fed um, uh, in, a, in a group, then maybe you've got to bring, bring the horse out and give it a feed in a yard or something okay. like that. Okay. Take away that sort of competition. And like all, you know, every horse has got different metabolism and different nutrient needs. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, perhaps, yeah, reducing that competition is what you need to do. Yep, yep. Yeah, to give it give it more of a chance to feed or to feed it something that's sort of more appropriate to uh, to its scenario. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yep. Now, you talked a bit before about PPID or Cushing's. Yeah, um, yep. Is that just in senior horses? Is that, you know, just the older horses? Can younger horses yeah. get Cushing's? Younger horses can be diagnosed with mm-hmm. it, and horses have often got this condition before they get the, sh- the long shaggy coat, which are the things, you know, we're automatically recognised, and once they recognise that, then it's really a matter of assessing the, the severity. Um, but, no, you can get it in horses in their... Um, early teens, it's not just the 25-year-old horse. So if, for example, if you've got a horse that um, uh, seems to have some predisposition to laminitis, then that might be one of the things that you test for, as well as testing for the insulin status, the horse's insulin status. Mm-hmm. But you might test um, for PPID, which is a blood test. You've got to take account of the time of the year because the levels vary in autumn. Um, and they vary between southern Australia and northern Australia. Okay. Um, so vets, vets are now more aware of that. Um, but um, it's, a, it's something that can be tested for and it's something that can be managed with a, a once-daily sort of treatment mm-hmm. uh, of a drug, drug called pergolide as well as some, then some nutritional management. But, uh, so, but, you know, it's becoming more of an issue the PPID, even in competition horses, because dressage horses are competing, you know, well into their later teens, and then this drug pergolide, that's quite effective treatment, actually has got a um, withholding period before FEI competition. I don't know why it does, so that you've got to manage that in, in that circumstances. Okay. Get advice with your, with your vet. If you're an equestrian coach or a horse riding instructor, or even if you aspire to be one, have a look at the free video series for horse riding instructors on the Horse Chats website. Go there now. Have a look. Horsechats.com. Now, you said about the nutritional management for those horses with Cushing's PPID. What what can they have? Well, that yeah, that depends. They've got this sort of predisposition to laminitis and yep. also some other infections, Um they're sort of predisposed to infections and they're, they're probably some of the major things. But the, how you feed them very much depends on their body condition. So some of the horses, and it depends on whether they've got insulin um, dysfunction, metabolic syndrome at the same time. Mm-hmm. So some of those horses, the classic horse is in poor condition. So you've got to feed them increased amount of energy. Uh, you've got to feed them low glycemic energy, energy sources. Um, but uh, you've got to increase the amount. So in this instance, uh, things like like uh, loosen hay or chaff, if they can eat hay effectively, then higher energy hays. And loosen is the ideal one there because it's higher in energy and higher in protein, but it doesn't um, 
give you a big glycemic response, a big glucose hit, which will influence insulin. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got to you look at those, you look at some, you know, moderate energy concentrates that, um, say, like the, um, like, uh, say, sort of KR low GI cube is, would be a good one for that. So moderate, moderate energy. And you've also got to moderate, look at meal size as being an important thing. So you may want to have multiple small meals so again, we don't get this sort of big, big glucose hit um, during the feed. Okay. If, on the other hand, the horse is in good condition, uh, then perhaps you don't need to do too much, um, and uh, you don't have to rush off to feeding large amounts of, of a, a feed. It may be you can just maintain that horse on a on a balanced diet with a balanced pellet, and um, so then monitor them that way. Mm-hmm. And how you feed the horse depends, obviously, on the response to this pergolite treatment. If you do the treatment with pergolite, and, um, and how the horse responds. So uh, it, it then pergolite. Once you use pergolite, that reduces the risk of laminitis. So perhaps you can have a little bit more freedom to work it out. But it is a situation where you should be seeking nutritional advice on how best to feed the horse, and and that very much depends on on the body condition of whether the horse has uh, insulin dysfunction as well as PBID. So Mm -hmm. if the insulin's normal, we can be more free to add carbohydrates to the diet that are good energy sources, but in an insulin dysfunctional horse could be a a trigger for more problems. Okay. Now, earlier on, we talked about what horse owners should be aware of as the horse gets older, and you did talk about the joints and the freedom of movement, but what can we do? You know, is there any supplements or particular types of feed that we should use for the for the older horses to help their joints? Yeah, I mean, joints um, joint care is an issue for many older horses, and I think um, it's either if you're looking at looking at that one is um, not not allowing the horse to get too heavy mm-hmm. uh, because that's 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 one thing. You know, the more body weight the horse starts to carry. Um, the, the more stress there is on the joints. But uh, there are either the injectable joint supplements that you can get from the vet or there are some oral joint supplements like hyaluronic acid, uh, such as the Sinovate HA product that we have, or there are ones with glucosamine chondroitin, et cetera, which, which people can use. And, you know, if the horse is starting to show signs of joint wear and tear, then uh, there's probably a good time to, uh, to look and... and getting one of these products, there's a lot of them out there, and uh, look at um, getting one that might give your horse a little bit of um, little bit of freedom of movement, even though you're not using that to ride the horse, but it might allow the horse just to move around the paddock and, and graze and not be in pain because pain is one thing that can uh, can knock, knock body, changes metabolism and knock body condition of yep. the horse. So uh, helping the, uh, the older horse with... Um, the sort of mobility via a use of a joint supplement is often a very sensible program. Okay, okay. All right, this is obviously a big area. You sort of think that it's only, a, a, you know, it's just for the senior horses, but all the horses are going to get old and, you know, there's a lot of people that have got their valuable horse that they've had and they just want to keep it and, and keep the horse going into its older age. You know, they live long. I mean, horses with better parasite control, you know, horses aren't predisposed to getting cancer like humans are or dogs are, for example. They're living uh, living to great ages mm-hmm. these days. And uh, so, you know, some of them are doing that in a very healthy fashion and, yep. and others need a bit of help to get there. And particularly, particularly when their teeth start to fall out, I mean, you can still keep them going, 
but you've got to feed them more and you've got to feed them things that they can chew and digest. Um, and um, so that's where, you know, processed feeds are, are really useful. And uh, so I think there's... But it's an area where I think some specialised advice is, is, is valued. If readers, if people want to, readers, listeners, yes. um, want to uh, get more information, there's a number of articles on our Equinews website at, um, on the... Uh, in the KR website on the library at www.kr.com and uh, there you can read plenty of things about some of the things uh, about managing the older horse in, in various circumstances. Okay, now can they go to the Equinews and do a search? They can do a search function there. You can search for older horse or, or uh, senior horse. You can also sign up. We've got a fortnightly electronic newsletter okay. uh, deal. Um, so, And there's thousands of articles there. So the top of the... Uh, the page is a search function. So, and the the number one most popular article is putting weight on a skinny horse, and certainly that. <laughs> uh, so, so there's good things. Benefits of beet pulp for horses. Yeah, older horses uh, who aren't chewing very well. Um, that's where beet pulp or soy hulls, these super fibre sources, are really good uh, because uh, they're highly digestible fibre, and uh, you soak them, and the horse, you know, they can readily eat them. So they're uh, for a, uh, a good horse. They are you know, a really good additive for older horses and often you need to change feed entirely from feeding a lot of hay um, to uh, feeding things where the fibre is, uh, is, is really hit by the horse and feed pulp with one of those charts and other. Yeah. Can you just say that website again, please, just in case people have missed well, it? It's, it's kr.com mm-hmm. um, and then forward slash equinews. But if you go to kr.com and you look to the library, and then the, the first function is is uh, search, and then so if I put in senior horse, uh, we'll come up with um, uh, you know there'll be heaps of articles there. There's a lot yep. of different things for different things. Senior horses, um, yeah. Why is this horse skinny, etc. So there's a lot of uh, really good information there. Beautiful. All right, Peter, really good to talk to you again. Looking forward to catching up with you. Yep, and always got interesting information for us. So just remember, if you'd like any more information about those, uh, any of the subjects that Peter talks about, you can go to horsechats.com slash Peter Huntington or horsechats.com, search for Peter Huntington. You can have a look at the articles, but they're all available there on Kentucky Equine Research, ker.com. Thank you. I'll see you later then, Peter. See you next time. Okay, good. Talk to you soon, Claire. Bye. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below 